And welcome into another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. And joining us today here on the program, Mike Steenhook, Executive Director at the Soy Transportation Coalition. And Mike, always appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, it's always good to be with you. Thanks for having me. Well, Mike, let's talk about this uh, this potential gas tax holiday, this fuel tax suspension. President Biden coming out proposing a three month fuel tax suspension. And, and just for for starters, what would this mean? Can you can you explain a little bit about what this would do and and what we'd be looking at the impacts here of a potential fuel tax suspension? Well, I think it's important to to put these kind of proposals into context and and try to weigh the pros and the cons. Um, you know, obviously the sticker shock that we're experiencing at the at, at the fuel station, whether you're filling up your your car with gasoline or you're filling up your truck with diesel fuel, the main culprit for that sticker shock is a lot of these geopolitical things uh, that that are all very complex and very dynamic. The the fuel tax is just one component of that, and a lot of people don't you know fully understand you know what that amount actually is for the, the the federal gasoline tax, which was last adjusted in 1993. So we're we're uh, we're certainly a number of years on at this at this level, 18.4 cents per gallon of gasoline, 24.4 cents per gallon of diesel fuel. Now states will have uh, in addition, they'll have their own state fuel tax. Uh, the average state fuel tax is 38.69 cents per gallon for gasoline, uh, 40.24 cents per gallon for diesel fuel. So you usually pay more in, in state fuel taxes than in the, the federal fuel tax. So by running some calculations, you, know, you take the average mileage that someone will drive and the average fuel economy and all of those types of things. And I know identifying a typical farmer and a typical motorist, that's always the challenge, but you're trying to just come up with what's something that's relatable. Your average American spends 88 cents per day on gasoline taxes. That's that's federal plus state. Uh, your average, say a, a typical farmer using diesel fuel uh, will spend about $2.51 per day on both federal and state diesel taxes. And so that's that's what it actually amounts to. And, and that's a uh, you know, that's up to each individual how significant that 88 cents for gasoline or taxes and $2.51 for diesel fuel taxes, what that is. But I also think it's important to keep in mind that Americans can currently desire to have an infrastructure that's well-maintained and well-capitalized. And arguably the most important component of that in achieving that is having a reliable, predictable funding stream. Because these infrastructure projects are very capital intensive. They require a lot of planning. And if you all of a sudden have a more erratic funding mechanism for our roads and bridges, that's one of the most effective ways of driving up the cost of these projects and delaying their completion. So that's something we need to do. We need to weigh the pros and cons of both of this. And it, it does, I do bristle a bit at the prospect of, of the fuel tax becoming more of a political football. Um, because again, what the net result of that would be is you would have an infrastructure that's less, less well-maintained and less capitalized. 
Yeah, definitely sounds like there could be some downsides to a fuel tax suspension. And some of the numbers you mentioned, you know, for the average motorist, it's maybe not as big of a, you know, of a break, but maybe for the farmer a little bit more. As we talk more about the farmer, it feels like it could be a little more beneficial to them, but obviously the cons there being some of those infrastructure issues that could arise. Yeah, and, and particularly, you know, f- you know, some farmers, they their delivery location might be 10 miles away, so they've got a 20-mile round-trip journey. But there's a lot of farmers that will drive 100 miles just to get, so a 200-mile round-trip journey. Well, obviously, for that farmer, uh, you're putting a lot m- more miles on, you know, any kind of cost component, including the the tax on on fuel is going to be much more seismic. So that we obviously need to respect and, and understand that. You know, a lot of farmers, they will have a side business where they have a number of trucks where they'll hire out, or they themselves might might, you know, have a part-time job where they are a truck driver themselves. Well, obviously that's going to be really, you know, important for them, these uh, these fuel price escalations that have occurred, including any kind of possibility for a fuel tax suspension. So, you know, clearly that's it's an important issue uh, for them. Um, but again, um, one of the things that, you know, of all of the taxes and, and I get frustrated with federal, state and local taxes. And I, I routinely ask the question for every ten dollars I send to the government, am I only getting $1 in value back? And I'm not sure what even that $1 of value is. So I routinely ask that. But one thing about that's distinct about the fuel tax is it's more conceptual to the average American because they understand that, okay, I'm filling up my car with fuel. I am in turn using roads and bridges. Those need to be paid for some way. So there's more of this straightforward. I'm using the system. And as I use the system, I'm paying for the system. And that's something that's more conceptual for the average American. And I would hate to see that become more and more of a political football that might be suspended temporarily and then reinstituted. And then if you've got an election coming up, it might be pressure to suspend it again. That's that's a real recipe for having a poorly maintained infrastructure. So we need to we need to be mindful of that. And I think as well, you know, we've started to see crude oil prices come down slightly, gas prices, diesel prices, et cetera. And, you know, the old adage, high prices cure high prices. So one has to wonder, you know, just watching the markets themselves, if if they won't start to correct themselves a, a little bit here and maybe we're just grasping at straws a little bit to try and make something happen, Mike? Yeah, you know, I look, I, I support any kind of creative and energetic thinking about uh, ways to address uh, the price at the pump because it's clearly real, and it, it's one thing that just seeps through every aspect of our economy. That's it's one of the reasons why um, everything that we pay for is more expensive because you had to have some kind of fuel that brought it to you and put it on that store that store shelf. So it, it clearly is an issue. But uh, again, I, I'm not sure that putting the the fuel tax uh, on the table because there there will always be a reason to suspend it. You know, prices will go up from time to time. Uh, there are always, every two years, there's always an election. And, and obviously this is something that's playing into it. Both Republicans and Democrats are guilty of, you know, being susceptible to the political wins. Um, but that's something that I don't think is very healthy uh, for 
the future of our infrastructure. Well, with that, we appreciate the time. Executive Director, Soy Transportation Coalition, Mike Steenhook, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Jesse. This has been American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm Jesse Allen, wishing you a great rest of your day.